Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. Eat, sleep, fantasy. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast, also known as the Around the Table of Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Christian Brito, and joining me as always is Mr. Dale DeMott. What's up, Dale? It's game night, bitches. I could have just said the game night of fantasy football, couldn't I? Yeah, that, Yeah. well, it, I was like five minutes too late for that suggestion. But tonight, tonight is going to be a great podcast because we are going... Games galore. Define great. I have at least two. We're gonna, we're gonna play tonight. Okay. Also with we're us is play. John Chapman. I gotta cut you off, man. I'm sorry. You're like already stuttering and mumbling. <laughs> it's 30 <laughs> seconds in. Also joining us is John Chapman. How you doing, Chap? I am exceptional, and uh, I am looking forward to hopefully not getting cut off as much this this go around. So many games tonight. Yeah, we'll see two games yeah john hasn't been this cut off since uh shortly after his birth yeah they took too much took too much <laughs> if i had a rap name it would be two games <laughs> that was pretty good actually i'm mad <laughs> you know you get me with the stupid puns uh, so, guys, tonight uh, I will get into a couple of housekeeping issues, but really quick, we are going to run through the news, as we always do, give you the fantasy implications of all the new stuff going on. Not a ton, but a couple of things I would, uh, that I know you'd want to hear Christian's and John's advice in, uh, and uh, overall, um, what's it called? Uh, I don't know. Words whatever. of wisdom? Just I don't know. Talk about. Brilliance? Just talk about news. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So, audience, John doesn't like it when I chew ice into the microphone. Oh my god! I would actually put it's, this on a pole. Is it that bad, bad, dude? It's bad. Okay. I have three criteria for friendship in my life: um, be a good person, like want to help people, have fun, <laughs> and chew with your mouth closed. That's yeah. it. Uh-huh. That's it. Well, I can chew with my mouth closed the ice, but it's still gonna be pretty loud. Here's how bad it is. I, I took the family to see Aladdin yesterday. I stood up half the movie. Because this old Asian lady was chomping her popcorn with her mouth open. And, like, I just couldn't take it. Like, I had to get up and, like, walk away. Because I could hear her chewing fucking popcorn over the song. Like, I was... (laughs) It was bad. And, like, I don't want to say anything to her. She's been through a lot of shit, let's be honest. A lot of racism, probably. And so I just had to go away. Wow. Aladdin, I give uh, 7 out of 10 stars, by the way. I enjoyed it, man. No, you can't say that. You just said that. You cannot say that, Christian. <laughs> Jeez, man. Hey. Okay, we could we could cut that. I will definitely cut that out. Yeah, right. You never cut it out when you say you do. No, this one I actually have to cut out. Yes. Wow. Jesus. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Was it a good joke, at least? 
yeah. Well, it depends on who's who you are that it makes it's, it a good joke. Dude, we need soon. to start this pot over. <laughs> I'm not Why? even joking. This is really bad. Okay, so uh, I'm yeah, dead if you ass serious. Let's start over. If if you haven't heard Eat Sleep Fantasy or this is your first time ever listening to them, listening to us, uh, this is what to expect. We give you a little fantasy football advice, a little bit of entertainment, and a little bit of uh, in between. So, Dale, I've so far been racist and sucked on my own dick. Please, <laughs> can we start over? <laughs> Do you really want to? I'm dead serious, yeah. I don't think this is air appropriate. All right, Dale, so what are we doing here? We got some games to play. We got some fantasy to talk about. Let's go. Come on. All right. Okay, the first game we're going to play is a fan favorite uh, we've heard from all over the world. Bring this bring this back. Bring this back. So we are playing It Doesn't Matter or Muy Importante. <laughs> One of our favorites of all time. Basically, we run through the news. Uh if it's important, it's muy importante, and if it doesn't matter, it is. It doesn't matter. For those of you wondering why this is funny, this is our most poorly received segment we've ever done, <laughs> and we've done it like People. ten times. <laughs> People hate it. So, John, have you ever been part of this game before? Uh, negative, sir. Okay, so this is what we're gonna do. Uh, you, we're all gonna vote, and the majority rules. So, for instance, this first piece of news I have is about Todd Gurley. Uh, it is being said that he's dealing with an arthritic component to his knee. And they said that the running back uh, is obviously, you know, continues with this knee stuff going on. And uh, his trainer hasn't been told that the team wants to limit his workout at all, but the Rams offseason actions paint a different picture. Hmm. Uh, is this news more importante or does it matter, Christian? Uh, to be honest, it's muy importante. Muy importante. John? Muy. You gotta say the whole thing. Muy importante. Oh, God. Muy importante. All right. Uh, Texas, I apologize. Yes, I, I believe, along with you guys, that is muy importante. Okay, so this is obviously muy importante. For those that don't understand Spanish, that means very important. Why is this so important? Uh, because they've drafted a backup, and he's currently dealing with an issue, and he's had knee issues before, and it's starting to be time to worry. Like, there's a lot of reasons. Like, this is not just a small concern anymore. You don't trade up. Again, it was third round, but you don't trade up to draft a running back if you're not at least a little bit worried about your main guy. And then we're hearing reports. Um, you got trainer coming out and saying stuff that you don't need to be saying. Uh, it all adds up to... You got to worry. You got to start putting him a little higher on that disaster rating scale. Okay. John, you agree? Yeah. Um, I, I feel like things have kind of hit the hit the floor with him already. So with where he is going now, I like him. You know, he's going as the 10th running back off the board in the middle of the second round. I like that. I would take a Todd Gurley at 70% over Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, uh, Leonard Fournette, all those guys. So, uh, yeah, it's not great news, but if he's 
you know, they're talking about doing a committee there, and I'm fine with that because that offense is legit. Uh, you look how many touchdowns he had last year. Um, I have no problem with him. He's going to be a top 10 running back even if he misses a game or two. The, the guy's just special. So if he does 21 touchdowns last year is, is <clears throat> insane. If you don't see him on the field in training camp, you don't see him on the field in any of the preseason games – uh, but he's. They've already said he's not going to, and he didn't last year either. Well, they, they he's expected to be at training camp. Um, Correct. Let's say you don't see him doing any participation there at all in training camp. You're still good to go drafting him as RB ten. No, 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 no. No, I mean, look. If I don't see Todd Gurley at all in the preseason, and I see six quarters of Marlon Mack uh, busting ass. Uh, I am drafting Marlon Mack over Todd Gurley next year. No, I'm not doing. I'm not doing that. I'm not either. You guys are crazy. Not seeing one having all these health concerns, and then two not seeing him at all. You just said health concerns in Marlon Mack. Marlon yeah. Mack is fine. I would take ten Marlon games of fine. Todd Gurley over a full season of Marlon Mack. Truth. It's, this isn't something like, oh, Todd Gurley needs four games to get better, and then he's going to oh, be is, okay. This is this is something that's going to linger all season. This is a no. This is a time issue for this season and a shortening of his career issue. This is. But he's only really, twenty four. Yeah, I mean he's still young. But this is. I think you're talking about an arthritic knee. Like this is a running back that will be done at twenty eight as opposed to thirty one. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. All right, next news, which uh, does affect me a little bit because uh, I am playing a lot of best balls right now. If you guys aren't playing on uh, the draft app, you can find me. Uh, my username is ESF Dale. I'm put, posting a lot of uh, like $1, $3 best balls just for fun. Chris Herndon is my second tight end a lot more often than not. Um, I think he's my highest owned tight end, actually, just because where he's falling, I get him super late as my second tight end. I'm pretty comfortable with it. Uh, Okay. Uh, I don't know if I said his name, Chris Herndon. You're, uh, yeah, you did, but okay. You're flexing awful hard for Chris Herndon. I I think he's a really good tight end. I think he showed a lot of promise last year. Uh, four touchdowns over 500 receiving yards for the New York Jets. Sam Darnold is going to play better than he did last year. I think. I think Sam Darnold's a real deal. By the way, I think he's going to be really good in years to come. Anyways, uh, he is facing a two-game suspension to start the season, stemming from. Uh, guilty plea uh, while driving while intoxicated back in January. So is this more importante or doesn't matter? Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if the rock has the Christian? Where do you have Chris Herndon in your rankings? Uh, probably like tight end 15 maybe. Okay. He's the 20th tight end off the board in redraft right now. Yeah, I think he should definitely be higher than that. So who are you going to put him ahead? Let's play this game real quick. Trey uh-huh. Burton? No. Noah uh, Fant? I'd put him ahead of Noah Fant. Jimmy Graham? Yeah. I would, yes. Hmm. All right. Yeah, so that's about 15. Yeah. And I I think I'm having him <clears throat> definitely ahead of guys like Greg Olson and Jordan Reed and those guys, for sure. Jack Doyle? Nope. That's a tough one. I don't know. They're going to be close. I'm, so you're I, drafting two tight ends then? In best deal? balls. Yes, correct. Yeah, In best ball and, only, not in redraft. And I'll say this. like In best ball, you want your players to miss the first games, not the last games, sure. because injuries take place and you can't 
you know, change your roster. So it's not going to hurt you too much in best ball if you've already got them. Right. I mean, if I have somebody like OJ Howard, I'm I'm picking. I'm not saying I'm putting all my chips in Chris Herndon. I'm just saying I have like OJ Howard or Evan Ingram, and I'm getting Chris Herndon really late just as my second tight end. So I'm not going crazy here. I'm just I li- I do like him. I probably like him a little bit more than most, but I don't think he's gonna. You know, I crazy. I don't believe this matters because I I don't believe that he's a major factor for their 2019 season. Sorry. Really? Yeah. That was a that was noise. loud. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I just ate a lot right before this, so. It's true. I can vouch for that. Okay. Sorry about that. All right. So more important <laughs> doesn't matter. You guys a, are saying it doesn't. Not matter. having a strong showing here today. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Gonna, does it matter or more important? No, it doesn't matter. No. But not because the suspension doesn't matter, but because I don't believe in Chris Herndon. Because he doesn't matter? I'm looking at rankings right now. Why the fuck is he ranked ahead of Austin Hooper? It doesn't matter if the rock has the Ugh. Whose rankings are you looking at? Uh, did you consensus pay, did you rankings on did Fantasy you, Pros. Did you pay attention Ugh. to football last year? Yeah. Okay. I didn't do well in football last year. Yeah, made the playoffs in most leagues. And Chris Hearn, like I said, over 500 yards, four touchdowns, uh, 56 targets. Okay. 39 receptions on those 56 targets. But I'll they give you I'll give you Cooper's stat line from last year. Okay, 71 catches, 660 yards, four touchdowns. Why would I rank Herndon above that? He's done what he was supposed to do you know he came in in a rookie didn't do shit second year showed growth third year established i think what you got last year is what you will get out of him year in year out 600 to 700 yards austin hooper austin hooper yeah yeah okay if you want a tight end that's going to get you 40 yards a game and a couple touchdowns a year austin hooper's your guy if you want um to go on offense with a rising quarterback who's definitely going to play better than he did last year on a team that doesn't have a lot of reset, have a lot of options uh, as far as receiving goes, I just like the upside of Chris Herndon much better. Okay. Crazy, bro. I do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, the, the I game keeps. Hooper has a better upside and a better floor, but okay, it's fine. We agree to disagree. <laughs> All right, so we agree that Herndon is important. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what we agreed on. But okay. I'm the host of this game. Also, uh, I think the Jets have some weapons this year. I think you're kind of okay. forgetting. Well, we're going to talk about the Jets wide receivers. We, in added, a uh, we added Le'Veon Bell to that uh, discussion, along with... Uh... Ooh, Le'Veon Bell. Now you're important. Okay, let's, let's move on, because this is just going to... All right, uh, Detroit Free Press predicts Carrion Johnson will catch at least 60 passes this year. He only caught 32 last year in 10 games as a rookie. Okay. Uh, this at least so like hype, I mean, this is just pure hype. Mm-hmm. So like 61 catches. I guess what the big the big thing that we're talking about here is where do we see Carrion Johnson? He is being um, he's being drafted pretty high. I mean, as a as a running back too. Do you guys see him as a high end running back too here? Yes, big time. I'm huge on Carry On Johnson this year. 
Um, I actually have him as RB11. Um, I I love this dude. And I mean, if you look at if he does get 61 catches, which I don't think he will, that would have been ninth best in the NFL last year for running backs, who was theoretic, actually. So it seems like they're going to shift a lot of those third down targets away from theoretic, which they should do, uh, to carry on. The kid's special, man. He he breaks more tackles <clears throat> than anybody else per rush. He is he's unbelievable. Love that guy. So what up with last year? If uh, Well, he played 10 games. <clears throat> Let's take those same oh. 10 games and stretch it out to 16 games, and we're looking at 51 catches for the season. I don't think it's a far stretch to say 60, but I think 50 to 55 is very realistic. I mean, 10 points per game last year uh, for Carrion Johnson would have put him, you know, somewhere around, I don't know, what, the 10th or uh, what was that? Maybe the 12th best running back. Uh, yeah, around 15. So if you carry out his average, he'd have been around the 15th best running back. Okay. So. Okay. Me gusta. I like this kid, man. Okay. Why? Why you say things like that? So more importante, or does it matter for Carryon Johnson? This hype with Carryon Johnson. I mean, hype does not matter in the off season, but I think he's. Do a, you believe it? Do you believe 60, 60 catches? Approaching sixty. Yes, I do. Okay, John. Same. Okay. At least uh, is is strong, I guess. It's encouraging if you have carry on in your any of your leagues, or you it's a guy that you like. So, yeah, I I think that's it's very realistic. Let's go with that. Okay. Muy importante. Well, fair enough. Uh, for some of you people may not care. Well, I guess that's why we're playing this game. Marquise Lee won't be available for the start of training camp based off his uh, knee injury last year. Last preseason, actually, we had a lot of hope last preseason. Didn't really, it's not really a setback, but he uh, he just won't be ready for tra- start of training camp. Is more important it doesn't matter. Uh, it, it doesn't matter for him. It matters for the other wide receivers in that, that unit. What does that mean? Well, yeah, I, I, I really like D.D. Westbrook moving forward. I, I think that he's going to get a ridiculous number of targets. He had over 100 last year, and now you actually have a quarterback. So <laughs> I think I think it will look up. You're talking about like a flex play at best, but still, anytime somebody was out, the other wide receivers in that offense were very, very significant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Christian? Uh, I... I think it doesn't matter neither for him or the other wide receivers. I, I just, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a big deal at all. Okay. It doesn't matter if the rock comes to uh, Is he going to be a factor in 2019? I don't think so. Nope. John? Nope. Yeah. I think his time has come and gone, right? Um. Yes. I don't think it ever really... Okay, last piece of news that was... That. I don't think it ever really began. Uh, last piece of news that I know we kind of talked a little bit about earlier, but James Conner expects backfield touches to be spread, quote, pretty evenly. Talking to reporters about his role next, this upcoming year, he said he expects backfield touches to be spread out pretty evenly. So, what says you? 
Christian? I don't think so. That's not the Steelers' MO. When the fuck have they ever done that? So that that, John. that news is not important and it's bullshit. Okay. Hell no. Uh, Steelers are trying to fix their PR that, oh, look, we're actually a team that cares about each other. And everything that's come out of um, this offseason so far has just been, yay, we're all happy. Yay, we care yeah. about each other. Yeah. It's total BS. Yeah, 100% uh, agree. Besides uh, the LA Rams, uh, can I, I can't think of another team that runs the ball more uh, with a higher percentage um, with their main guy. They ran Le- Le'Veon into the ground, and they ran James Conner into the ground. So um, they're going to do that again this year. I, I yep. He's going to get 90% of the carries, which is mm-hmm. unheard of for running backs in you know yep. 2019. <clears throat> okay. Just uh, go, I'll go over a couple of things. I don't need you guys' reaction. But rookie David Montgomery is uh, really kind of showing off some of his route running skills. Says, uh, who said that? Uh, oh, actually, it was Matt Nagy um, saying that. Jack Doyle is running routes at full speed, so he looks like to be uh, getting better and better. And uh, let's see, that's about all we really need to know. DJ uh, DK Metcalf uh, is supposedly um, one of Russell Wilson's big guys uh, at this time of year and right now. So I think all of those are Just important, as- even though you're brushing over all of them. Uh, I've heard nothing but good stuff coming out uh, from David Montgomery so far this offseason. So he's a guy that I'm starting to really – there's usually a rookie or two that I put a lot of chips in because there's usually a rookie or two that really uh, break out in terms of running backs every year. Um, And I think I'm starting to really like to put some of my chips into David Montgomery considering that – pretty big hole that Jordan Howard is leaving in that offense. Um, I don't I don't think Tariq Cohen is going to expand his workload. I, I really believe that they're going to give David Montgomery all the work that Jordan Howard had. And if they do that and he can be more efficient with it, we're looking at a guy who will exceed his draft value. Yep. Yeah, I, I love this kid. He, he didn't drop one pass in college on 71 receptions last year, so – he is a receiving back, kind of do it all back. His volume is going to be, it's going to be significant. I really think that it is. Love David Montgomery. And then uh, Jack Doyle. I think that one's more important in terms of it. It hurts the other options there, particularly Eric Ebron. If if Doyle is healthy, it hurts Ebron. And that's yeah. that's why I think it's important to kind of keep a note an eye on that because when Ebron's on the field by himself, he's a tight end stud last year, obviously not in previous years, but tight end stud last year. Uh, but if Doyle is there, it, it doesn't help. Sure. And one last thing I do want to mention, I, I feel like we talk about Carlos Hyde or Damian Williams every episode so far in the last five <laughs> or six episodes, but I do want to mention that even though I got an idea, let's what? not, what's the next game. Okay. Uh, the next game is called Around the Table. Actually, there was three pieces of news that I said was important before that. What was the third one? DK. Huh? DK, yeah. Oh, that's DK that's Metcalf. really important because somebody's got to emerge as the pass catcher in that offense, right? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Russell Wilson's just 
trying to get the rookie some confidence. That's okay, what a leader but does. who's you don't believe someone's going to emerge as the guy? Yes, there? they will. But Tyler Lockett doesn't need that encouragement. DK Metcalf probably has sucked in practice or something, and Russell Wilson's just. <laughs> They've got to throw it to somebody sometimes. Look at uh, they. I, at work as a supervisor, I Dale, get the Dale, shittiest Dale, employees. Dale, DJ say, Metcalf will outscore. I'm sorry, Metcalf will outscore Tyler Lockett this year in fantasy standard. Holy cow! No way, dude. GTFO. Let's do it, Let's do it right now. Okay. That's a bet. That's an e bet. Oh, oh! I got, I got a really good e bet song. Do you know what beef is? By the way, Biggie is probably the best storyteller of all hip hop history. I think. <clears throat> yeah, no, that's definitely not true. Yeah, I, you're, say, you're definitely it, not true. Come on, Christian. Look, I can understand you say eh, whatever. You can't say definitely not true. true. You are crazy. Even if you, even if you went old school, true. even if you went old school, he's not better than Nas. In terms of Nas storytelling, Nas is amazing, man. Look. Yeah. I, Look, even if I'm going old school, and I think old school rap uh, is is uh, extremely overvalued because of nostalgia. Like, okay. should I just start the podcast here? Okay, start one. No, we one, should. John. No. We should because I I think Biggie <laughs> and Tupac are the most overrated rappers ever. Whoa, Jesus Christ! Wow. What about uh Paul Walker? <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> The only thing he wraps is around a tree. Oh, 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 the alley and the oop. Should I cut that out? No. Nope. <laughs> I love how that's not a joke we're scared to leave in. Oh, man. Okay. I feel the, next, the next game we're going to play is around the table. So basically, uh, we are sitting around the table right now in our studio. Um, presented by Coca-Cola and Apple. Thank you, sponsors, for uh, giving us this awesome studio, by the way. So we're going to go around the table here, and I'm going to give you a topic, and I'm going to e- either ask John you or Christian about to start off. They, they sponsored us as well. Yeah. Uh, John or, or Christian to start the conversation and the other to end it, and I will award a point or two per your responses. So it's pretty simple. I'll start it off, okay? And uh, these are kind of predetermined uh, predetermined subjects that I want you guys to talk about. But the first one, and this is all kind of self-serving because I would love to hear you guys' opinion on these. And I will chime in at the end and maybe give you guys something uh, that you haven't heard. And uh, if you actually hit my notes, then you win that round. So anyways, AJ Green. John, go. Uh, AJ Green is a top 15 wide receiver, probably top 10 potential you know, he's played 16 games four times in his career, and he's finished in the top 10 every single time he's done that. So love me some A.J. Green. You can get him super cheap right now. All right, Christian? Uh, well, if we're looking at your fantasy finishes, John, over the last four years, eight four years ago, 33, 10 the year before last, and 42nd. So – if we were just looking at trends, it's up year, down year. If he's healthy this year, I think he finishes as a top 12 wide receiver. I think that's very realistic. Um, but I, I don't think he's going to be that top five guy. So I think you're looking at top 12 talent as long as he's on the field, which I think 
won't be a full season because not all the time. But uh, let's let's give me 14 games of AJ Green makes him a top 12 wide receiver. I like it. Mm. All right. Uh, last year he had he averaged about 11 and a half points per game. No, that's what we're doing. That's what he. That's. <laughs> That's basically his average on all his good years, minus last year he had just under 10 points per game. So I really like A.J. Green. I'm giving this point. uh, I'll give it to John just because he started off nice and clean. I like it. I do want to mention his target share wasn't crazy last year, but according to my my records. Mm -hmm. Uh, Coca-Cola records. Sponsored by (laughs) Coca-Cola. According to my records, after his buy, of course, he was injured. Uh, after week nine, didn't do so well. Uh, had basically had one target for the rest of the season after his bye. But before that, he was averaging eight, uh, actually just over nine targets per game from weeks one through eight. So um, I think as long as he's in this, I mean, who's going to stop him here? I mean, is, are you guys afraid that John Ross or Tyler Boyd is really going to make a big difference no. in this offense what's my no, stop him is his be legs. like that's my biggest concern with aj green yep. and that's why he's in a yeah. tier with guys like keenan allen and stefan diggs and 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 yeah. guys of that mold because yeah they can be top five guys but are they going to be healthy all year okay i'll give a point to brito too so you guys are tied okay this fuck um, this game i like <laughs> i don't like ties just Give me the next point. Okay. I'm going to John that wins. One. Yeah. John wins. John yeah. wins. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I'd rather right. not uh, have the point if you're going to give us both points. That's <laughs> some bullshit. Okay. Now you just lost another point for Carson. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Uh, let's start with the San Francisco wide receivers. Who's going to emerge? What's happening with here? Uh, recently, Dante Pettis has had a uh, quite um, good feedback so far in this offseason with his work ethic and what he's uh, what he's done to improve in the offseason. Who's the San Francisco wide receiver? Uh, is it beside? look, we're not talking about Kittle here. We know Kittle is an elite tight end besides Kittle. Uh, is, this, uh, is this all about Dante Pettis? It's not going to be Goodwin. How about that? Okay. I think it's be, like Pettis is the front runner throughout the offseason, and then there's a – outside chance for Debo to be the guy. Okay. John, do you agree? Yeah, it's going to be Pettis. Uh, He's, you know, he's emerging his routes. He's bigger. Uh, The kid's a stud. And if you look at whenever he was dependent on as the number one wide receiver last year, he scored four touchdowns in three games. So he's going to be that guy. He runs a slant better than anybody else in the NFL. I think I, I could see 800, yards and maybe seven touchdowns just because he's such a threat to score a touchdown every time he touches it so he's gonna be the guy but again you're talking wide receiver three wide receiver two let's also remember that they have three running backs that can all catch the ball pretty well yeah so three running backs that will all be on the field on on third down sometimes you know not at the same time but alternate (laughs) uh between coleman mckinnon and brita so. And uh, and then don't forget about then you have Kittle as well as pass catching. So these guys are going to get kind of pushed out of the wayside anyways. Goodwin, the wide receiver two in this offense? No. No. Okay. Debo. Both of you guys agree. Wow, really? Okay. Good to know. Debo is being drafted much, much later. Uh, how many how many picks later? 
don't know. Much I'd, say later, like, I don't have I'd say like three rounds later right now, if I'm, if I remember. Hold on. Yeah, something like that. About a round later, it looks like. A round? Oh, that's closed quite a bit. Okay. All right. Uh, next. Oh, uh, the point goes to, you know, I know John's a San Francisco guy, but just because Brito went first and he did point out that Goodwin won't be the wide receiver too, um, I, I'm giving Brito the point. Yeah, right. buddy. Next question, because we talked about the 49ers. I'm going to talk about the Finns wide receivers. I'm going to let John start. Who he likes here um, with the Finns. Are you buying once again into the Devontae Parker hype? Hell no. Um, this is the worst wide receiver core in the NFL, uh, and it's only matched by the worst offensive line in the NFL. So I'll this like is not going to be one of those years. Uh, again, Devontae Parker's never finished in the top 50 um, ever. So yeah. it, no, absolutely not. It, and I, here's what I hate. Every year out of Miami, it's, oh, my God, this player is amazing. Also, this player's And I thought that was Adam Gase bullshit. But it's not. It's still there, even though that lump of turd is gone. So um, I am absolutely avoiding everything with Miami except for the running back situation. A, I think Devontae Parker is a great uh, talent who will never great. Sh- who yeah great talent who will never show it ever. I fucking hate him. That guy <laughs> will never ever play through an injury ever. That's number one. When your own teammates are telling you you're not playing through shit that you should be playing through, like that, like that's a that's a red flag to me. The fact that he's still here is upsetting to me, and I would not touch him with a ten foot pole. I, I I don't even care if he comes out strong through the gates. He'll never ever be in one of my lineups. And the wide receiver to own is not him, and it's probably Kenny Stills. But the guy that I'll have on most of my teams if I was to draft a guy. Because of who's throwing the ball is Albert Wilson. So I I think they're going to mix in a lot of him going deep and him with little option plays. They like him in terms of using him in weird packages. Albert Wilson is the guy that I'll probably have on a few of my fantasy teams. Yeah, Devontae Parker had a kind of a weird showing last year. I mean, didn't get targeted very much weeks eight and 10 it's really weird he had monster games as far as targets are concerned nine and 11 targets then the rest of the year is just sprinkled in two three targets at a game so um a really weird showing there just as far as usage uh i liked keem grant i know i mean look i'm not going to be using high draft stuck on him but uh just because i am a dolphins fan still uh even after this draft and this offseason uh i think as a late late round guy I'm taking a flyer on Jakeem Grant because I think he can emerge. And um, I mean, let's see who the really quarterback is, but I think either Rosen or Fitzpatrick uh, will will be able to feed Grant. And I I think Grant is a very talented wide receiver. Yeah, and, and I'll say this before we he gets open. I, I don't care about the point, but um, if I'll tell you, it needs to be Fitzpatrick as quarterback this year because that offensive line is trash. It and if be. Josh Rosen plays this year, uh, it's going to ruin his entire career. So he's going to be done. He needs to not play just because that O-line sucks so bad. Well, uh, just a little uh, insider information here. We are tanking. <laughs> no, no, no. This is, this is yeah. I'm, I'm being dead serious. The Dolphins are 
actively tanking, which is not something that you see very often in the NFL. They are actively tanking. Okay, John gets a point because you're just coming up with no, 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 no. I have, uh, I actually have a source on this, but I can't say anything. Okay. (laughs) You cannot say that you have sources. No, I'm dead ass serious. By the way. Who told you the Uber driver? We might driver? have to cut this, actually, because I'm not supposed to say that. The Uber driver told you? Nope. That doesn't count. Nope. Who told you? I'll tell you off air. Okay. You're actually going to have to cut that. I'm lying. I'm, I'm actually being dead ass serious. You need to cut this. You can't cut that. I need you to cut it. We'll see. Leave it. We'll see. Okay. Nobody listens, Christian. Yeah, you're right. Nobody. If the NFL comes after me, uh, I'm scared. <laughs> Unless the ownership told you themselves, it doesn't really matter. Oh, maybe it does. Anyway, do you do you know uh, what's his name? Uh, Ross. Uh, Stephen Ross. Stephen Ross. Yeah. Do you know him? Mm. Have you gotten a massage with Stephen Ross lately? Oh shit! That's the wrong owner. But yes, all owners from do. Stephen Ross actually. Okay. All right, uh, so next, uh, that was a point by John, by the way. Um, let's talk about, a little bit about, I know he's being talked about a lot in the offseason, blah, 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 but I think we haven't talked about him enough on this podcast. So I want to talk about Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, one of my favorites, um, ranked inside the top 12 everywhere. So what what is your feeling? Uh, I'll start with Christian, Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, he's going to get even more targets, but he will get the number one corner. So that kind of balances out. So I think he's going to have a very similar year to what he had last year. Okay. Just, I, I don't, I don't see it going up all that much because everybody's like, Hey, the targets are going to astronomically go up, but I mean, they, they, they can't go up that much, but they will, they will go up. and he will he get a, better coverage. Um, so I think that kind of just balances most out. Tar- the fourth most targeted wide receiver in the NFL last season with Juju Smith-Schuster. Okay, he'll, be, he'll, be, he'll be three this year. Top <laughs> <laughs> three. Yeah, I guess Antonio Brown will fall out, and he'll be up there with a— See, there you go. Um, Boom. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh, 166 total targets, over yep. 10 targets per game. He's going to get a 174. 174. That's That would have been the most in the league last year. 170. So. <laughs> that would have been tied for the most with Fuck. Julio Jones. <laughs> if he say 169, that's Antonio Brown's number from last year. So. Well, no, I'm I'm sticking with 174. The league average is going to go slightly up. Okay. Oh, I like your bet there. You want to bet? No. No, we should go. <laughs> John, I already what made do you think one terrible game? bet today. <clears throat> yeah, I I think I agree with Christian what he said. Like, I don't like him as much as everybody else. So he's going as the number five overall wide receiver. And I'm fine with that, but I'm not taking them. You know, and all the best ball, Lee, I, I'm not picking them. There's I, no I would much room rather. For, there's no room for exceeding draft value. There exactly. I'd prefer Odell. I'd prefer Mike Evans. Um, you know, those guys are going after him. So I've been taking those guys. Julio's going after him a lot of times. So is Michael Thomas. I would prefer all of those guys. But whenever you look at it, the volume is going to be insane. And yes, Antonio Brown's gone. But Juju plays a lot of his snaps out of the slot. So even if 
let's say it's a traveling corner like you know Stephen Gilmore or whoever, it, he's going to get lost and face some favorable matchups. Now the question is going to be: Is the safeties are they're going to have his attention? So I think the targets and the receptions will be there, but the huge breakaway plays will not take place without Antonio Brown there. He only had seven touchdowns last year. But I, I could see that staying the same. Man, I'm talking against myself. It, it, this is what I do with Juju. I don't like him as much as everybody else. But everything seems to say he's going to be just fine. Hundred and if I had to do a stat line, he was one. He was 166 targets, 111 receptions last year. I'd say he ends up with 170 something targets, slightly up, and his receptions stay almost identical. So a slightly lower percentage, and his stats will be very similar. Look, there's nothing wrong. He finished nine, which I think is where he should be drafted, right around that eh. eight to ten range. Listen, there's nothing wrong with not exceeding your draft value. I mean, it's a his his volume, his his share in this offense is so huge, it's almost a guarantee that he is going to get volume. There's not a lot of wide receivers that's quote you know a really guaranteed. DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams are guarantees. Even Julio Jones at this point, I think Calvin Ridley emerges a little bit more than he did last even more than he did last year Julio Jones target share might go down a little bit Odell Beckham's on a new team with a, a kind of new quarterback that you know he did prove a lot last year but there's no there's no guarantee it's yeah. not it's not that he would he won't exceed his draft value I, I just think that while his floor is very safe very there's, safe, and that's there's why he's not him. a huge opportunity for him to be that elite like uh, to jump from that uh what was he 11 and a half points per game to be yeah. that 15 16 points per game guy to be you know Tyreek Hill last year or Antonio Brown the years before I, I don't and see that I've said this before and I'll say it again Ben Roethlisberger knows how to force feed his wide receivers has shown last year and he will show it again this year he will he knows force how to feed. force a lot of things <laughs> Oh, God. Jeez, we can't joke around with that. God. Fuck. Can't do that, John. Jeez. I'm making fun of him. He <laughs> makes poor choices. I hate that piece of shit. Yeah. Okay, that's shit. better. That's better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm with you there. Anyways, Juju Smith-Schuster, I think he has a very safe floor, and that's why you're drafting him so high, because that floor is so high, and it's very safe. So Honestly, it feels like we're on fire here. <clears throat> Speaking of Paul Walker, um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Next is I want to talk about uh, Derek Henry. Now, I, Dion Lewis isn't a thing anymore, is he? I'll start off with that. A thing like he exists. Like, we're not, like he's still we're a not person. Scared. We're not scared of him affecting Derek Henry's value because of like. Two games of Derrick Henry being good towards the end of the season. Two, three. It's def okay. It definitely wasn't that many. But yeah, no, you're right. I, it's not. He's not a thing anymore. Deion Lewis doesn't matter. But I want to say there was I, like two boom. They were ridiculous games. Two ridiculous games of Derrick Henry at the end of the season. It doesn't right. feel like it was more than that. Uh, so he had the forty-seven point game and a thirty-point game back to back, and then but there was he also the had three double-digit games surrounding that. So, it, and everything coming out of Tennessee is saying 
our entire offense is going through Derrick Henry. Like, they have 100% embraced that. And, you know, especially with Mariota there, like, good Lord, that guy, he might be the worst starting awesome, quarterback. Right? Oh, in the, no. Anyway. I, I, I like the kid, but. You shouldn't. Um, yeah. You shouldn't. I shouldn't like him? No, he is the worst quarterback in the NFL. The starting worst starting quarterback in the NFL. He's going to lose his job. I will to say Ryan it was Tannehill. pretty cool. We gotta we gotta kinda meet him briefly at the draft. How was that cool uh, for the Eat Sleep? How was that cool? It was cool. That is like the he least was, cool person to meet. I'd rather he meet was Dale. Handsome. He was he was really good looking, I wanna be honest with you. I just put down Dale and propped him up in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> That's a gift. That Thanks. is a gift. <laughs> No, I love Derrick Henry. Deion Lewis, I think, is one of those guys that's so cheap right now. He will guaranteed return value, but he's going to be a flex slash bi-week play at best. Look, you can't be drafting players because they're so cheap. Like, if you're going to go buy real estate, you don't go to the worst possible spot and get the worst possible house just because value has to go up at some point. Like, you don't do that. You're not doing this with Deion Lewis and – you know, with Derrick Henry there last year from weeks th- 13 through 17, he scored seven touchdowns and had over six yards per carry. So I think he's primed. Uh, like like you mentioned, the offense is running all through him. The offensive coordinator, uh, you know, says that, you know, he's going to be a big part of this offense. So all that being said, I think Derrick Henry is going to be a beast this year. Uh, what's his ADP? Do you guys have that on hand? I think it's no. 18. By the way, Overall, I, I yeah, like that theory that you just came up with. I'm going to call it the monopoly theory. You don't uh, you don't win monopoly with the uh, the uh, brown or the the purples. I don't know. They they they've changed colors over the years. Yeah, right. right. Like uh, yeah, yeah. And you don't win monopoly with that, Baltic and you Avenue. actually not- don't win monopoly with the uh, the park place in the boardwalks. I disagree with both of you. You win monopoly with the with oranges. Place. Yeah. Exactly. I would destroy both of you in Monopoly, and it's very easy. You get the two Browns, and you bankroll that to pay off the bigger price. You do that with the Browns. You're not going to bankroll off uh, uh, Baltic Avenue, bro. Really? Because it's four and a half million if you hit it with hotels, which pays for two hotels. What version of Monopoly are you playing, man? Don't mess with me. Also, also, if you play uh, Monopoly, never get the sets that are on the closer the right side of the board always the set on the left side same cost to build the hotels same cost yeah. but they make more money yeah but they, the chances of hitting them are are go up like the reds get hit way more than the oranges mm. yes they do it's statistically proven nope we are the bno railroad i'm willing to say that's football. not true because there's a lot of like go back three spaces and stuff like that i've i've actually read books on monopoly i know trust me <laughs> I all I ever do, all I ever do, is go for the oranges, and it's it's a fail proof. <laughs> well, just one thing Dale, we all agree on: we played Monopoly. Actually, we played. Uh, we played. What did we play? Fort Worthopoly <laughs> in Dallas. But, I won. I kicked your ass. Oh wait, you weren't playing. Never mind. I know. I yeah, I think I was playing, and I'm pretty sure you kicked my ass. There you go. But it's just a string of bad luck. You got to blame on that. Anyways. Derek Henry, 18th you, overall player. How the fuck did we get <laughs> I hate myself sometimes. <laughs> I don't understand. How did I go from Derek Henry to Monopoly in my mind? I think it was Dale. Dale said you don't win Monopoly by doing cheap stuff. He said something about the ghetto, and then here we are. Well, I said make it the Monopoly theory. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monopoly theory. Yeah, there you go. All right. So Derrick Henry, uh, are you drafting Derrick Henry before or after Damien Williams? Uh, what? Before. Are you drafting before. Derrick Henry? Before. Before. Okay. Uh, are you drafting him before Leonard Fournette? No. no. Are you drafting him before Aaron Jones? No. Are you drafting him before Devonta Freeman? Redraft? No. Um, Dynasty yes. in my rankings. Can't find him. Are you drafting him before Todd Gurley? No. No. Mm, I'm drafting him before Leonard Fournette. I. Huh. I agree with everything else he said, but I'm I'm drafting him before hey, Leonard Fournette. You know what I think is going to be really close. And I don't like Tennessee's offense. Derrick Henry and Marlon Mack. I'm yeah, tempted to I, make a I, bet I, there because I just don't believe in Mack. I don't either. I, I'd take Derrick Henry. Dale's getting upset. Mm. How dare we? Uh, well, right now, actually, I'm trying to think of a good nickname for Marlon Mack. Like Marlon Macaroni and Cheese or something. No, but it's more fun. like Miss Mary Mack. Jeez. Miss Mary Mack, Mack, Mack. All dressed in black, black, black. <laughs> More like Marlon Whack. Oh, that, that hurts. <clears throat> I have Marlon Mack as my 19th running back. That's about right to me. Consensus Jeez, consensus ranking has him 13, which I think is Well, because he's, he's... I think he should clear, be a low-end running back, too. He's a clear-cut running back one on a top-five offense in the NFL. Yes, he is. is he? Enough with this bullshit. Uh, I'm going to go out right and say it. I'd rather have Derrick Henry. Oh, man. I just I want to get behind a different horse. But fuck it. I'd rather have Derrick Henry than Marlon Mack this year. I don't blame you. That's arguable. Fuck, man. I really like Mar- Marlon yeah. Mack, but I don't. I won't blame you for that. Also, uh, Ryan Tannehill will take the starting job from Marcus Mariota at some point this year. If That's Marcus Mariota stays healthy, no way in hell. <clears throat> and... No. Uh, are you forgetting the guy who caught his own pass for a touchdown? Are you forgetting the guy that threw a pass so bad he was able to catch <laughs> his own pass for a touchdown? It was desi- it was designed, John. <laughs> but it was completely designed. Hey, are we forgetting the guy that threw more interceptions than touchdowns two years ago? <laughs> Jeez. If we just look at his stats over the past two years... Combined. This oh, is combined. I'm going to combine all of his touchdowns and interceptions for Look, the last two years. First of all, combined 24 passing touchdowns and 23 interceptions. <laughs> Holy it was, fuck. It was a rough couple years, but he's bouncing yeah. back. Bounce back. He did three. finish as the number nine quarterback three years ago. Hmm. But, uh, yeah. He's, just, he's a good quarterback, guys. No good like he had a rough year last year college look that offense had a rough year i mean his completion percentage is still pretty sharp for uh <laughs> for being on a shitty offense first of all so. first of all it, he's averaging 400 attempts a year for his career that's not going to cut it for a fantasy quarterback ever and they're going to run it even more so projected even if he was uh elite efficient with that you get quarterback nine and he'll never do that again does a does a better running back a running back centric offense help the quarterback yes or no 
if it's a bad quarterback, yes. Hope so yeah, probably will help him. Fantasy? Yeah. 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 Point Blake Dale's effect. I win. Okay. We all lost. Yes, we are. <laughs> we're all real lost. Dale exactly. won at the expense of everyone listening. <laughs> all right. Uh, last running back I want to talk about is a guy that's not getting talked about enough. And I'm a little angry, to be honest with you. Lamar Miller. I owned him a ton of places last year. It worked out okay. He's he's steady Eddie. Lamar Miller. Mm-hmm. What are you guys thinking here? I like him. I can't believe they didn't add anybody. Um, That's what's so crazy, right? And so, like, you have to look at Deontay Foreman, and you have to say, like, man, is it just going to be, like, a crowded backfield with these two dudes? Or is it just Lamar Miller's show? Um, I don't think there's any doubt that Deontay Foreman's a better running back. He has much higher ceiling. But as long as Lamar Miller's there, this is a – Great place to be the running back. This offense is legit. Their offensive line sucks, but uh, they're able to move the ball very, very well because they're quarterback. So I, he's going to be better than 32nd running back, so there's value there. I just don't want him on my team. I agree with everything you said except for the Foreman part. I, I don't think Foreman is a talented running back. I don't think he's even uh, as good as uh, Lamar Miller. Um, and... That's about it. Everything else was on point. Look, I know the metrics for Foreman uh, has him, you know, the the opportunity is there for him, but we haven't seen it. We really haven't seen it. I mean, unfortunately, he was injured two games in the season. Yeah. But I just – I'm sorry. I just don't see it. I think – and I don't think the Texans see it either. They're not getting an insurance policy for him, that's for sure, uh, with not drafting any running backs like you said. Do you know what Lamar I'm, Miller needs, though? Honestly? Honestly, though? Even regardless of my opinions on Foreman, Lamar Miller needs less work. He needs less touches because he's more efficient when he has less touches. If he's going to be beat up, he's not going to be good. Yeah. Uh, 211 attempts last year. That's more than Kenny and Drake, Marlon Mack. Uh, In 14 games. Nick Chubb. And a couple of those were banged up where he hardly played. So it's more realistically, than, that's like in 12 games. Yeah. More than James Conner. Uh, nope. Just about the same as James Conner. So, uh, but look, yeah, at, look at the two seasons before 268. He needs to be a, a running back. That's at 200 carries for the year. Yeah, look at, I look at his time in Miami. Those, those last two seasons in Miami where he's averaging, you know, five yards a carry, he was getting, you know, 200 carries a year. Sure. Okay. So here's a really good question. And I have actually, uh, debated this for quite a long time. Lamar Miller or Darius Geis? Lamar I'd rather have Miller. Geis is not going to be safety? ready to start the season. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah, just safe. and the but competition man, is there. Oh, the God, ceiling for Geis is ridiculous. Don't you agree? No, really? Uh, no, no. Jake I'd rather just have the safe floor. Two, yeah, and he packages his running backs together like he has two third down backs that are guaranteed to get that job so best case scenario for guys is he's going to be a first and second down guy only um so no not for me he uh john maybe help me out here and i mean there's probably some people that are screaming uh the ufa the undrafted free agent that they signed that's been uh with the with the team are you talking about the redskins no 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 for houston 
I think oh. he has a legitimate shot of being the the uh, Karan Higdon. Yes. Yeah, out of Notre Dame. Yes, at being the yeah. two. It, they have lots of guys with this super high kind of like athletic floor. Taewon Jones, you remember him mm-hmm. a while ago with the Raiders. Josh Ferguson, who was you know he's bounced around a lot. Deontay Foreman. It, it, there's a lot of guys that have this kind of you know super athletic profile that were very productive in college that they're just hoping one of them hits. I still think it's going to be Foreman personally, but I'm a Longhorn fan, so I'm biased. Okay. So, But I will say this before we move on from this terrible backfield. If you do get Lamar Miller, which you can get him at insane value like we talked about, it's very important to get Deontay Foreman with one of your last picks in the draft. Just so you're locking up that backfield um, and kind of guaranteeing that you are getting the Houston spot. There's not a lot of backfields that this works for, um, but Houston for sure, I think one of those uh, guys is going to hit for sure. Yeah, I um, in our Dynasty League, I have Miller, but I uh, I picked up Higdon for pretty much for free um, yeah. in our draft. And so that's, that's what I'm betting on there. If Miller goes down, that it, it, it'll be... Higdon, who kind of emerges, but we'll see how and this. We'll find out in preseason looks. too. Yep. Training camp will tell us. Yep. So, with even with that being said, you'd still take uh, you still take Miller over guys. Yes. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Would you take Miller over David Montgomery? No. No. Miller over Kenyon Drake. Man, that's close. <laughs> We're like on the same page today, John. I think I'm going to take Miller. I think I'm going to take Miller just because I hate Miami's offense. Okay. I at least want a starting running back for a great offense instead of maybe a starting run back for the worst offense. I have Drake one spot ahead of Miller right now. All right. And last one, Miller or Mark Ingram? Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram. Oh, man. No, I'm not really on Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram's a strong RB2. If I had to do yes. that group, it would be Ingram, Montgomery. I forgot the other fucking name that you said. Guys. Uh, what? Yeah, Geis. it would be Ingram, Montgomery, Drake, Miller, Geis. Son of a bitch. That's my rankings. Are you looking at my rankings? No. You, you said Miller Geis a little Drake. bit higher. I think you guys are sleeping on Geis, Geis a little bit. You're forgetting- Geis should be in the high 30s. And Why did they re-sign Adrian Peterson? What was Why? with all the hype last year before guys got injured, and now all of a sudden there's no hype at all? Because he's not healthy, it's and he is behind schedule. All health. It's all health. This I, I people. Think, I, he was behind schedule. I think he's okay now. No, I think they're saying like. Uh, Ever since we saw the miraculous like, no. comeback from Adrian Peterson coming back from his ACL in nine months and being great, people assume that this injury is just something that. Okay, you tear your ACL, you're going to be ready for the next year. We can't use freak of nature comps for everyone else. Darius Geis will not be ready for the start of the season. This is going to linger into the season. I think he's good. I think that offense is decent, probably, you know, slightly below average this season. But he's not going to be ready. It's going to severely hurt his value. And once he does come on, they're going to ease him in. Also, Chris Thompson's still there, by the way. And they drafted a run back in the fourth round. Bryce Love. Yeah. Ah! No. Your voice went really high. I know. I got excited. Yeah. I forgot about Bryce Love. 
All right, so I got to pick a winner here. Mm. It's not Darius Geis. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> That's John's win. Damn it, I just lost because you made the joke. <laughs> I knew it as soon as I heard the joke. I'm not even uh, mad. You win. Uh, I did not get a chance to tell you guys. Check out draftnightout.com for Dallas. Uh, fun, really fun stuff happening in Dallas at our draft event. We are the official draft event, our fantasy event for SportsCon. Um, so make sure you check that out if you're in Dallas in mid-July. DraftNightOut.com. You can get us on Twitter at EatSleepFF. Dale has can... promised that if you quote this pod, he will buy you a beer in Dallas. Yep, there you go. Um, also, reach out to John on Twitter at JL underscore Chapman. And uh, EatSleepFantasy.com for all the podcasts rankings redraft rankings are coming soon i think we have a bunch of our dynasty rankings already on there it's all free ready to go getting ready for our draft kit that's going to be up soon too part of that's going to be free part of that's going to be under our paid membership so check that out figure it out let us know if you have any questions uh last podcast that came out christian said our email wrong it's contact at eatsleepfantasy.com oh you don't want to use the other one I don't know. It's like it's Gmail is unprofessional. Are we actually paying for a good email address? Might as well use it. I uh, I think I swapped which one we use for personal and which one we used for. Yeah, I guess. Well, that's matter. don't email the other one. We, you won't get responded to. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have three hosts, and sometimes one of the hosts uh, looks at something and doesn't mark it as red or anything. That's not me. I don't check the email at all. <laughs> We've gone over this. <laughs> you don't even know the password of the email. <laughs> I've been asking you for the password for like three months. <laughs> Dale's trying to keep me out of that email for some reason. That's not true. By the way, did you say something about using ESF funds to buy those beers? Yes, of course. Well, we have like ten dollars in our account right now, so ooh, drinks on me. You would think that's a joke, but it's not. <laughs> Anyways, uh, John, anything else you want to mention for being our guest? No, man. This was a total waste of my time. I appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. Uh, for John Chapman. I'm joking. I actually loved it. I had a good time. Yeah. I know you it's did. just it needs a lot of edits because uh, we are not good people, which. We? You're the one that made all the bad comments. Yeah. I am not a good person. <laughs> for Christian Burrito and John Chapman, my name is Dale. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you guys next week. Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rockin' with the best NFL fantasy football podcast We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow The conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando Screaming, eat, nation, we doing what we like Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype Fantasy, football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be Joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy Woo! Eat, sleep, fantasy.